Welcome to Life School Series 2, Bumps and Babies. As I record this today, I am currently 23 weeks and 4 days pregnant with my first baby, which I'm so excited to share I now know is a little girl. I'm still in the process of recording this series, and my plan was to start releasing episodes once I'd finished recording with all my wonderful guests. However, in light of the current global situation with coronavirus, recording for now is on hold. So I've decided to share with you the episodes I've recorded so far over the past couple of months. I know many of us are currently self-isolating at home with lots of time on our hands, so what better time to listen to your favourite podcasts or perhaps discover some new ones? As a first-time mum, pregnancy, birth and babies is a whole new world for me and I personally want to educate myself as much as I can before my little one arrives. From positive birth stories, information on hypnobirthing, water births, c-sections, baby massage and more, I hope throughout this series I can shed some light on just some of the areas you may be worried about or even just intrigued about. Thank you to all the incredible birth workers and women who have made this series possible so far and thank you so much for listening. My guest for this episode is the founder of Malak Mama and Baby Care, Lily Candelaft. Malak offer a vast range of services for every single stage of the parenting journey. From prenatal classes, baby massage, feeding workshops, professional maternity nurses, qualified babysitters and much, much more, Malak is your one-stop shop for expecting families. I really hope you enjoy getting to know Lily and her amazing business. Happy listening. Lily, welcome to Life School. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with me today. And it's so lovely to see you. Likewise. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thank you. This amazing, amazing journey that you're about to start. Oh, thank you. It is, yeah, it's a whole new world. And for someone that is very impatient, <laughs> it's really teaching me patience. Because you're ready to start now, ready to welcome well, him or her. Yeah, I, I found out so early. I found out at six weeks. Amazing. So... And here, luckily, we're very lucky that you get to have lots of scans and doctor's exactly. appointments. And so each one is like a little milestone. So I just kind of count the days down between <laughs> scans. And I've got, obviously, all the apps now where you yeah. can see the size of your baby each exactly. week. It's really exciting. You're already connecting to someone that you haven't met. Yeah, with, it's so, it's so really exciting. Um, but I wanted to start today by talking about Malak. Yeah. So first of all, can you share with us what is Malak and how did you become the owner of Malak and how did it all start for you? Okay, um, so Malak really is a one-stop shop for families, you know, kind of going on their parenting journey. So for any, you know, expecting parent, we kind of support families from when they start their pregnancy through things like prenatal classes giving them all the education and support that they need to prepare themselves not only for birth, but also for when the baby arrives. Um, and then, you know, kind of continuing the journey once you've given birth. So we know that a lot of, you know, especially first-time moms are not exactly sure of what they want to do or, you know, how to manage this, this amazing, beautiful little thing that you now have to, you know, you're fully responsible for. So we have a team of our maternity nurses and babysitters that come to your home. And support you um, either during the day or at night and basically guide you on you know different things related to feeding um, you know later on weaning you know breastfeeding in the beginning um, routine so all the things that get you comfortable and, and educated you know to do the best that you can do as a mom and then after that you know we kind of have a lot of workshops that we have at our baby center in Times Square 
um, and essentially we provide things like sleep workshops, getting your baby sleeping through the night, weaning workshops, um, when, once your little one's ready to start solids. Um, we also have baby development classes. And we have something amazing which we do every Thursday, which you definitely need to attend, which is our mama mornings. And these are free for everyone. And we bring oh, I need experts. to come to one of these. Yeah, these are honestly so nice because it's nice from a couple of angles. So you have experts that come in and talk about things related to being a mom. So experts in their field from whether postnatal kind of getting back into shape, things like therapy, um, you know, how important, how the relationship's going to change. Um, so we talk about all these things, but at the same time, you're meeting a lot of other moms that are in exactly the same boat as you. So other moms bring their babies, so pregnant moms come as well. So you meet a lot of people and it's like this little mini social circle. Mm. Community. Community, for, yeah. you know, and this is our way of kind of giving back because it's, you know, being a mom and you'll see is extremely lonely especially the first time around. You don't have friends going through the same thing. So it's nice to have other people around that you can talk to, ask questions. Our team is always there to answer any questions you may have. So if you're struggling with breastfeeding, if you're struggling with your baby's sleep, our team is there to answer any questions. But also there are other moms that are going through the exact same thing. So you know that you know what I'm going through is completely normal. And, and hopefully you, know, you can make some new friends Exactly, as well. exactly. And now what's nice, a lot of our moms that have been coming for a while, they've made friends through the, the mama mornings and oh, now come together so like you see them tagging each other like are you coming to this one this topic I've been completely interested in or I'm waiting for this one um, and now we started in Abu Dhabi and it's really oh, nice wow. because it's you know it's much needed to get that support out to moms and, and it's in the same place every Thursday yeah so okay. it's in uh, Times Square in our Malak baby center um, and it's it's a nice setup you know you come it's casual there's coffee there's breakfast that we provide for our moms um, and it's all completely free. It's just a nice opportunity for moms to engage with other moms and, and be available to, you know, have their little ones as well. Like we have our childcare team there as well. So we take care of the babies while moms are listening oh, so to the talk. So moms get a bit of a break. So I think it's nice. You get that, you know, everyone needs that little bit of help every once in a while. So, you know, we provide that for our moms every week. And I, and I feel like the response has been amazing. Um, and because we've been getting a lot of demand from Abu Dhabi, we said, you know, why don't we try it there? We had our first one a few weeks ago, and it was absolutely beautiful. Really, really nice. The feedback was amazing. The turnout was great. So moms are desperately, you know, looking for support in that community, I think. And that's where kind of going back, this is where Malak really started. It's that gap in the region of, you know, a mix of things. So you're, you're kind of on your own. You know, not everyone has their family here. Um, and I think, the, you know, going going through the experience of becoming a mom, it's absolutely beautiful. But a lot of the times it's challenging and it's lonely. Um, and for me, my experience was I was a working mom and I took my maternity leave. Um, and while I was on maternity leave, you know, I realized that there really is a gap in the region um, in terms of getting that support, whether it be education or actual physical support in the house when you're completely exhausted from a 24-hour kind of anxiety of you know taking care of the child am I doing this right am I doing? I was on google half the time of you know is this okay every time there, he'd sneeze I'd end up at the hospital um and it was nice to, to say okay well you know if we could get some sort of support for moms someone to come in and just say look you're doing okay or this is fine um you know and supporting you or you were just getting a bit of sleep and someone else that you trust taking care of your baby um, and really, that's where it started. So, and how many years ago was this? This was almost seven years ago. So I imagine there was a lot less here as well in terms yeah, of yeah, uh, exactly. So we were the first baby focused agency. We were the to, first. Yeah, we were the first baby focused agency. Um, and you know, there were other home care agencies that took care of seniors, did physiotherapy and things like that. But for us, we were really focused 
on providing that um, uh, you know educational you know experience support so we have our own internal kind of training academy mm -hmm. that we focus solely on getting our staff ready to, to answer questions that moms may have support them on their journey um, whether it's things related to breastfeeding or sleep or you know safety hygiene um, you have a lot of questions when you give birth um, and what we're trying to do is really guide families through that journey and make sure they enjoy it as much as possible and you know kind of give them that support and confidence to do it to do it on their own and did you set this up after the birth of your first child yeah so after the birth of my first I was on maternity leave and I set it up while I was on maternity leave wow. knowing that you know if I'm going to go back as much as I love my job and I was in an amazing job really um, in a company that took care of me um, was fantastic I had an amazing boss um, but I thought you know what maybe I can do this kind of on the side because I did feel genuinely there was a gap you know moms were not getting the support they needed and for me I had to go back to work so I needed that kind of support to get me back into work um, so going back into work I did it while I set up the business while I was at work again and used my salary to kind of set up help everything fund help fund it as, as we kind of went on um, and then I actually spoke to my boss and said look I'm trying this um, and I'm not sure I'm kind of juggling it and I'm doing it both at the same time what do you think and he was absolutely amazing and I don't think you can get bosses like this um, and he looked at me and said listen I'd give it a shot why don't you just take a sabbatical you go try it for a year wow. and if you and whenever you want to come back you you can come back and I will personally make sure that you can come back and I was like where am I going to get this kind of support anywhere else that's amazing so I did that I took a sabbatical I went for a year to see where where this can go because you know obviously it's a risk, um, but it was amazing that he gave me that in, in the back of my mind to know that you know the job that I love will be there. Yeah, it's almost case. like you have to go for it then because exactly what have you got to lose? You've got that safety net, exactly. so why so not? So I was lucky that way. I was lucky to have that option that not many people have when they want to start out a business. Mm. Um, but it, it was a risk, right? He could have changed positions. He could have you know not been available when I want, decided to come back. But I felt, um, I don't know what I felt, but I felt like I really needed to do it. Mm. I felt like it's a need, um, you know, it, it's it's important for moms, moms that want to go back to work, moms that just want to get a good night's sleep, moms that don't have family, moms that don't have support. You know, a lot of moms go through postnatal depression after mm. giving birth. And it's a struggle, and it's very lonely and tiring. Um, and to get that support, I think, makes all the difference. And just knowing that you can reach out to someone for help um, and not be judged and, and, and just have you know kind of a network around you that understand that has gone through something similar um, so I think this is why the journey was so important for me so it was not just providing the, the in-home mm -hmm. childcare support I think it's starting from the beginning I did my prenatal classes with Cecile and I honestly thank her so much for that because it prepared me a lot mentally for what I was about to go through it prepared my husband um, it was nice because it involved him early on yeah. about what's to come. It's not just about you here having a baby. Like it's us as a family. The dynamics are going to change. Our marriage is going to change. Um, and I think involving him early on, because you kind of go through the process a little bit on your own sometimes, that you're getting the things and you're preparing for the rest and you're going for the scans. And, yeah, you know, so it's lovely to have, a, you know, a class where it's other parents, other dads. You know, you're learning how to nappy change to get dads comfortable and confident early on so that they're fully involved and, yeah. and that's what I you know 
credit Cecile for because my husband. I can't wait to meet Cecile. Was I've heard such incredible she things. The baby is, whisperer. She is something else. And honestly, like she was one of the, the you know, after giving birth, I called her, you know, because it was nice that I had met her at the prenatal class. So I already knew who she was. So when I was struggling and I was Googling every other minute, I called Cecile and I was like, can you just come to my house and just tell me, am I doing things right? Like I had the Kakuna baby, which is new at the time. And I was reading online reviews that, you know, this isn't healthy for the baby. There are risk of SIDS, etc. Um, so I was full of anxiety mm. at that point. And then I called her and said, can, can you just come and tell me if I'm doing something wrong or not? And literally, it was amazing. She came, she had a cup of coffee, she went around the nursery, just had a look at the things I had. And we talked about the routine, we talked about the feeding, and she was like, you're doing great. Like, you know, you're you're doing the best that you can, and you're doing an amazing job, and you're giving the love that you, you, you need to give, mm. and, you know, just kind of relax. And that gave me that comfort to continue yeah, to do, you know. Obviously, I'm not perfect as a mom, and no one's perfect as a mom, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's about feeling confident it's about trusting your gut yeah um and, and that you're doing the right things for because for i think so many people here you know their families come out and this is what, what will be my situation i'm lucky that my husband's family live here Amazing. but they do travel a lot okay so they will be heavily involved but they will also go on trips my my mum will come out only for a couple of weeks and then i will be on my own and you know of course i have the support of my husband but he'll be busy working as well so you need those touch points because yeah, exactly. once all the kind of initial excitement and, <laughs> yeah. you know, the first kind of month where people pop round and exactly. it then, I, I imagine, because I've seen it with friends, suddenly everyone goes back to their busy lives and you're just there with your baby. Yeah. <laughs> I need I need help, you know, with whatever area it is, sleeping, breastfeeding, yeah. but whatever. So I think... It's amazing for people, also like me, who's, I'm not going to have live-in help, or at least initially. Yeah, and it's so, when you need it, and that's what's nice about exactly. it, it's when you need it. You know, it's, it can be that your breastfeeding experience is extremely smooth and amazing. It could be that you need a bit of help, so someone can pop in for an hour, show you a bit of techniques on, on how to get your little one to latch, and then it, it continues. So it's not, um, I think what's nice is that it's extremely flexible as well. Yeah. There are different touch points, like you said, throughout the journey that there is that support available. You just need to reach out and say, look, like I'm struggling. Can I get a bit of help here? Yeah. Um, Even as simple things as, you know, let's say everything's going smoothly, but once a week I can go and meet another group exactly. of ladies and have a coffee and have a chat. Exactly. Those things are so important as well. 100%. And I think even for me, so even me, third time, so I've got three boys. Yeah. And on my third one. Oh, I didn't know one, they were all boys. Yeah, all boys. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. It's a jungle in my house. <laughs> Um, but on my third, so I'm, I mean, I've had, you know, the two boys and every child is completely different. But on the third time round, it's amazing. But through the mama mornings, um, we have one of our uh, regular uh, mama that comes every every week. And she has her little son, Leo, who is our weaning baby, because we've seen him kind of through his weaning journey go through and we've tracked it on our, on our social media. And I looked at him and I was like, oh my God, like he's eating these types of things at this age, like it's so early. I was pureeing till they were almost, I think, 10, 11 months with the first two. And then I was like, it might give me a bit of confidence to try it. Um, and one of the ladies that was in my house, or one of the, the childcare professionals that I had said to me, look, let's try it. Like, let's push for it. I'm like, okay, are you sure? She's like, we've done the first aid. We know what we're doing. Let's just give it a shot. Um, and we tried, you know, sort of like pancakes and eggs and things much earlier than I normally yeah. would have with the other boys. But it's nice because you, by speaking to other moms, 
you're gaining that confidence mm. um, and gaining that, you know, other ways of doing things, little hacks, little tricks. Yeah. And now it's absolutely beautiful. He's eight months and he's eating proper. Um, and I didn't have that with the other two boys. So I'm, I'm really excited about yeah. that. So it's nice to, to, to meet other moms and, you know, just get that confidence from other moms because we all go through the exact same things. We all don't have, you know, support and family. And yeah, and that's one of the things I found really amazing about Dubai, actually, is even in my pregnancy now, I'm on a couple of Facebook groups and I've met a couple of lovely women amazing. and we've been meeting up and um, sending each other events. I need to tell them about the Malak morning. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and we got a little WhatsApp group and it's so nice. And we're all at sort of varying degrees of our pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all expats and we're all having this shared experience. And it's so lovely because in the beginning, I just felt a little bit, I, I wanted connection, but I wanted it with someone who was also going through, going the, same through the same thing. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you can bore your friends. I mean, <laughs> it's really boring for people that aren't yeah, having babies. Yeah. And all I want to talk about is, is that my baby. Exactly. <laughs> I was the first out of my friends to have a baby. So you can imagine, like, you know, although it was exciting because my baby shower was like the, you know, the fun yeah. and kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's lonely. Like, yeah. you want to connect with someone, like you said, that's going through the exact same journey. Yeah, and we meet up and we just, we don't stop talking. You know, have you seen this? Are you going to try this? What kind of birth are you thinking? Have you listened to this podcast? And it's, I just love it. It's so lovely. And that's really helped. And I think that's going to be one of the big things for me, just my personality. Like I need, I'm going to need that community, feel. that community, even if it is once a week and just yeah. having a coffee and a chat yeah. with someone, yeah. I'm going to need that. And what's nice is also you kind of meet people and you're, because you're at a similar stage, hopefully they can become friends with your little one as well. Exactly. So that's quite nice exactly. as well. That's 100% what's happening. You're kind of lining lots. up the play dates. Exactly. You're already, all set. <laughs> yeah, getting organised. Um, but did you know you wanted to have a business? Because I'm always intrigued by people who set up a business and they, they find that niche. And I always wonder, is this something that you always thought, like, one day I'm going to have a business? Yeah. Or you just saw something and thought... I think I've always it. wanted to have to do something. I've always wanted to, um, you know, kind of venture on my own, mm. um, have this energy, um, and and I think um, through work it was, you know, again an amazing job. But I always felt there was a limit to how much, you know, there's 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 that bureaucracy, there's that, um, you know, with certain projects you want to go kind of crazy and you know test certain ideas, but because there are kind of roadblocks along the way yeah. because you're in a corporate environment. I always felt a bit restricted. Um, so I think I've always wanted to, to, to kind of try this out um, try, or try setting up my own thing. And I probably wasn't ready to do it full time. And that's probably why I did it mm-hmm. to kind of test uh, the waters and check whether it's something because, you know, I've always been kind of, okay, university and straight out. I haven't taken a break, went into banking, went into that for a few years and straight away went into Mars and did that for a few years. So I hadn't really taken a break. Um, so I think I've always wanted to, and I think the opportunity came up once I realized that there is a gap. And emotionally, as a mom, I mm. felt like, you know, I'm the target market. I know exactly what is needed. Just my feeling of someone coming in, giving me that relief a little bit, giving me that feeling of support um, and love and care, and, you know, letting me know that I'm, I'm doing the right thing, giving mm. me that confidence, um, and I think was important uh, to figuring that out, saying, well, it's a lot about timing, isn't it? Yeah, well? it's timing, 100%. I think going through that, I was the first of my friends to go through something like that. There was less people to talk to, less people to ask questions. We didn't have mama mornings, I didn't have other moms mm. to talk to. 
um, was, was very, very lonely as, as a journey. Um, beautiful, again, absolutely beautiful and exciting. And you know, my, my first is, is extremely special to me. Um, but then you realize that you know, there are certain things that you could help other moms yeah. that go through the same journey as you and say, well, it's, it's, a, it's a quick fix of saying just someone to come, like Cecile, coming to your house and telling you, you're okay, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, timing uh, was extremely important. I, I had the drive, um, I had the energy for it. Um, you must have a, big, a lot of energy with it's a big res- Yeah, and it's, it's a big responsibility, I think. You yeah. know, what people don't realize in this business, it's, yes, it's a business and it's a mommy business, um, but it's a big responsibility. I'm, I'm caring for so many families mm. around the UAE, their children, so I am fully responsible for all these families. Um, and I have an amazing team, so I'm lucky with that. But again, it comes down to my being, being responsible. So for me, it is a 24-7 job. It's not a... You know, on Thursday mm. at 6 p.m., I switch off and I'm ready for the weekend. My my, my team works some in the night, um, during the day. Our busiest times are the weekends. So I'm switched on constantly. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. How do you, I don't know whether juggle is a better word than balance, mm. that and being a mum to your own three boys? Because with the nature of your business, yeah. it is 24-7. You have three consultants. Um, you know, babies don't have a nine to five exactly, routine. Sadly. <laughs> so how how do you juggle all yeah. of this? I think I mean it's tough. I have to say it's extremely tough, and I can't say that I found a balance because I I think it's tough to find a balance, especially I don't know if it's the nature of my industry or my business, um, or whether it's general for any mom that's you know juggling kids at home and and and, and a business. Um, the thing is, I think, you know, what helps me or help, helps make it work, I guess, um, is I have a great team in the office. So at any time I need to step out because my son is sick or I have something special at school that I need to attend to. I know I have an amazing team that I can rely on. At the same time, I have an amazing team at home. So, I mean, the, the childcare that I have, um, I have family as well that, you know, step in when I, when I need them to. Um, I think it wouldn't work unless I had both of these working together. Um, if I didn't have a strong team at work that I could ask and say, look, can you step in for something important? Or, um, you know, support at home to say, look, you know, I know my, my kids are in the best possible setup because there's someone there caring for them just as much as I would. Um, so it gives me that comfort, but again, it's challenging, it's tough. I don't always have to do it right. There are days where, you know, I feel terrible as a mom that I wasn't there for a certain occasion or... You know, I didn't, uh, you know, attend certain things that moms would do for their kids. So it's difficult. Um, but then, I'm like any other working mom, I'm trying that. Yeah, and, and maybe some weeks, the children need more of your time. Exactly. Versus the business. But then other weeks, you know, you have something really big going on with the business. So it's, yeah, I think it's a juggle rather than a balance. Exactly. Isn't it? Because yeah. Balance almost puts way too much pressure exactly, on it. Exactly, that you can never going to be hundred percent balanced. I think it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the common thread so far that I'm hearing through the the few episodes I've recorded so far is help. Yeah, like you are going to need support You're and need help. help. And a lot of the time, especially with your first, you think I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to get this. Going to be fine. Exactly. And every mum I've spoken to is. It is just like help. 
I yeah, and there's nothing wrong this. with it. And even if Ask you're not working, help. get the right help. Hundred percent. Get the right whatever that lo- looks Just like for you. Support. Exactly. You're going to need it. There's nothing wrong with asking for help during yeah. this time. You don't need to do it all. There's no need. You know, at the end of the day, your your kids just want you to be there and happy mm. and present at the times that they're with you, and that I think that's really all they want. Um, but you know, you don't have to be everything all the time for them. Yeah, and I think that's why Malak is so amazing because you offer those solutions, which because exactly. I think a lot of people here assume that once you have a baby, then you just have someone that lives in. But yeah. that doesn't suit everyone. Not everyone has the space for that. Not everyone has the budget for that. So you kind of offer these these other flexible exactly. solutions. Yeah, for if you people. just wanted a date night, you wanted to go out, just spend a few hours. Or you just for need yourself. a little bit of help in the beginning, exactly. or what? All I love the idea of the sleep consultants. Yes. Um, I'm so excited to speak to Cecile <laughs> about this because this is something that I, I think that a lot of the time you watch on TV shows and movies, you know, like the mum just not sleeping yeah. at all. And it's like there are people out there that can support you with that and give yeah. you a little bit of help. Really. And we have honestly and help you put things team. in place. Yeah. Yeah. That does this. Like it's, you know, we have Cecile, we have Joe, we have our team of, of sleep trainers that go into your home and do the actual Joe, hands-on. Yeah. It's amazing. And I've had it obviously done now with, with my third. And it's like magic, to be honest. It yeah. really is. Um and it's and it's not done in a you know, I think there's a lot of um kind of myths around sleep training and needing your baby to cry and these types of things. And I think what's nice about our program is we really adapt it to the family. So we look at what you're comfortable with, you know, kind of what are the habits that have been, you know, kind of happening in the family, what things, what, what are your objectives as well mm. for the sleep training program? And then we adapt it to that. But I'm completely bullish. Well, uh, speaking of myths, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, so from everything you've learned so far about pregnancy, birth, babies, what are some of the myths you'd like to debunk yeah. Because I hear a lot of kind of things that I think people just assume are facts. Yeah, exactly. And then um, it becomes like, there's no need to add this extra level of stress when actually there's yeah. really no facts. So what are the, what are the myths that you'd like just to debunk? Personal, my personal experience has been through my three pregnancies. I was lucky to have a doctor that kept telling me, you can eat whatever you want. Like, no, you can't eat this and you can't eat that and you can't salads outside and sushi and this and that and I ate everything to be honest during my mm. pregnancy and thank god my kids are very healthy and very happy and so I think there's that from a pregnancy perspective that I think now I'm very confident to tell my friends guys you just eat anything oh, like fish is a big one yeah someone said to me the other day to oh, we were going to go to uh, we went to some friend's house for dinner and they were like oh I was going to make salmon but then I realized you can't eat salmon <laughs> And I was like, can I, I not? And this was like really early on in my pregnancy. Yeah. And then I've done some research and I actually went to, to a My Pregnancy Arabia event and a doctor was saying that salmon is one of the things you should be eating like at yeah. least once or twice a week. Exactly. Especially after when you're breastfeeding, um, it's fantastic. It's really good for you. So I was like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I should be eating salmon. And I think that's where it's important to make sure that you are, you know, whoever's supporting you throughout your journey is giving you the right information yeah. because it's it's a shame to add that extra level of anxiety on top of you're already worried about the baby, you're worried about the growth, you're worried about the birth, to then add that extra level of information yeah. that is honestly unnecessary. And I remember things with, um, you know, like birth, for example, that, um, you know, another myth is, you know, that you can control your birth plan. Like I remember writing my birth plan and, you know, going into details with my doctor. Laminating it. Laminating it, like, <laughs> this is what we're going to follow. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> My first baby, I was lucky, I ended up in, in a natural uh, birth, and it was 
look, it was challenging. I'm not saying natural birth is any less challenging than C-section. For the next two, I had a C-section. second one was an emergency C-section. So we didn't follow the birth plan. He had a cord wrapped around his neck. We had to follow mm. what was needed for the safety of my child. So it's important to have kind of what you think it's going to look like and ideally what it's going to be like. But every single child is different. The experience of birth is different. Mm. And then after giving birth, I realized that, you know, I did Gina Ford with my first. I was like, why the book? And it worked. My second, Gina Ford, everything else, nothing worked for this mm. child. So it's really about customizing to that child. And understanding that it's not a, like they don't come with a manual, right? You know, the, the they're their own little personality. It's about getting to understand that personality and really trusting your gut. Yeah. As a mom, what works for my first definitely doesn't work for my second, and now for my third, it's completely different. So it's it's nice to 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 read and prepare yourself, but also be comfortable with the fact that it might not be exactly by the book, and yeah. that's fine. You know, it's it's absolutely normal. It's still beautiful. Whatever journey that that child's gonna take mm-hmm. you through, it's it is what it is, and it's enjoying um, that experience with your child. So I think that's the stress I had first time around. I read so much. I was so prepared that he's gonna follow the routine, and if I do X Y Z, that's how it's gonna yeah. go. And it doesn't always work that way. I had challenges breastfeeding. Um, you know, from a routine perspective, you know, it, things don't always fall into place the way you read about them mm. so it's about adapting and being agile. and so for your first you had a natural yeah and then second emergency because the umbilical cord was, yeah. was wrapped around him yeah and then third did you elect to have i elected a to have a c-section so you've had kind of three three different completely different experiences yeah yeah um, and the third because i also towards the end of my pregnancy so the last four months i had something called pubic dysfunction so it was extremely painful um and you know i had a conversation with my doctor i said look should i try and she said, look, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that it will further impact mm. the dysfunction that you already have. And we're going to need to work on it. And that's another thing that I really enjoy through the Mom Mornings is that we work with, you know, a company like Up and Running where they do postnatal kind of, um, you know, strengthening. Mm. Which with my first, I honestly took for granted. I said, oh, you know, I'm going to have to do these public exercises and these types of things. I didn't really do them. And it really impacted me on my second. Yeah. And it's extremely important that moms take care of themselves after they've given birth and it's not about getting back into shape and losing weight and fitting into your jeans it's really like you've gone through nine ten months of you know your body changing completely and your muscles being stretched Mm. it's about strengthening your body again so that you're able to be strong enough for your kids again because you're gonna have to run around you're gonna have to bend down you're gonna have to pick up um and it's physically uh, tiring on your body so you need to be ready yeah i mean it's it's the most sort of severe thing that your body's going to go through through, really um and i think whether it's natural or c-section both are involve recovery in different ways exactly um you know i think c-section people forget that that is big abdominal surgery yeah it's i think before i became pregnant i i never really looked into i knew people had c-sections and i thought it was just you know they open you up baby (laughs) gap done that's it yeah i didn't actually realize that okay this is major surgery this involves this kind of recovery so I'm looking into all, I have preferences, yeah. but like you said, my baby might have a completely different idea. So exactly. I'm kind of trying to prepare myself for all different eventualities. Scenarios. And so that's I what's know. good about it. educate yourself on yeah. the different options that you might face so that when the doctor is asking you for your feedback, you know what decision you And so it's make. not such a shock. If I have to have an emergency C-section, I want to know, okay, I, c- I can kind of... Um, be prepared for X, Y, Z. Like I know that this is the recovery is going to be this. I might feel like this after. 
Because I think sometimes people go into it just with that kind of go with the flow attitude. And for some people that works and they're really lucky. But for others, it's a massive shock when then things take a different turn. Exactly. And they're not really mentally and it adds to that anxiety. And I think already when you have a baby, your world's being turned upside down. The Mm -hmm. last thing you need is extra sort of guilt and anxiety around what your birth was like. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I just want to come and away from that. not to be hard that. on yourself. I mean, it yeah. is, it, you try to, to have the birth that you would like, but then, like you said, go with the flow with whatever is, is right to keep your child safe. At the end of the yeah, day. you and just want your baby out safe. You'll that's be out all safe. That and then once you've given birth, really taking a step back and, and being kind to yourself, and, and this is what I did third time around, because I had to, is to take time out and say, I'm going to mm. fix my body, because I need to fix it. You know, me going through pubic dysfunction made me realize how much I had neglected my body for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, and one pregnancy after another really impacted How many body. years in between your um, children? So I have two, two and a half years between the first two and then almost four years between. Okay, so a bit of a bigger gap. Yeah, a bigger gap um, with, the, with the second one um, and the, between the second and the third. But that was the one that really impacted me because I hadn't taken care of my body in between. Mm. I hadn't done things for myself. Um, and you realize that you need to do that in order to be better and available for your, your kids yeah. as well. And I think that's what I find with a lot of our, the moms that we talk to is not taking time out for yourself and thinking you're being selfish by, mm. you know, taking that time out to do something for yourself or to take care of your body. Yeah. Or, I was yeah. going to ask, actually, is there a sort of um, common sort of concern or challenge that always crops up with, with not even first-time mums, but new mums? Like, is there something that you see time and time again that mums really struggle with? I think a lot of the times it's the juggling. So not only work, I think it's personal life and, you know, your kids. And a lot of, a lot of moms go through, you know, challenging moments in their life. Mm-hmm. And you need to keep going. You know, when you have children, you can't kind of step back and focus on this personal issue and, you know, kind of, you need to just keep going. So yeah. have your, your child that you need to take care of. You need to get up in the morning. You need to get up at night. You need to continue as is so it's that strength that I find it's, it's tough on moms you know it's we're all going through the exact same thing whether you're working whether you stay at home we all go through personal things in our life that need our attention but then we also have our children at the same time mm. that constantly rely on us um, to give them the love to give them the attention uh, to be present um, it's, it's, it's challenging I find um, but I find that's probably one of the most common yeah challenges that moms face it's just how do I continue you know you know struggles in their marriage, uh, struggles with family or losing, you know, a close family member to them, but still having to, to continue. To continue. And also the guilt. And the feeling guilt. guilty about guilt. all so the decisions you're making. Or, yeah, decisions with that. It's tough, you know. A lot of the times you're... I, we did a panel a few, a few years ago, actually, with working moms. Um, and it was so nice to talk to other moms facing the exact same thing. And I think that's what's really nice about your podcast, is you're getting, you know, experiences from different moms going through different things and just I think sharing that will help mm-hmm. other moms feel like it's okay you know it's nice to talk about it it's yeah it's funny because we're all struggling. All, already with the mums I've met all their circumstances are different their styles are different but they're all so linked with the, the feelings and the kind of experience they're having because it is the same for everyone (laughs) so it's the it's the same things that that come up and even in series on with with some of the ladies I spoke to that have children it's the same thing thing. and that's why we all say to be each other like be kind to each other especially you know see on these mummy groups sometimes it's 
lot of judgment and things like that. I can like see that. that sometimes they get a little bit a little heated. Bit too much and it's like, yeah. please be kind because you don't know what this person is going through. You don't know what they're facing. You don't know what challenges they have. And everyone has different challenges in a different way. No one has something more than the other. It's just, you know, it's a struggle. And I think having a, a support group is all about being supportive. And you don't always know what someone's going through. Yeah. And I think I found that when you get pregnant, you are obviously so just over the moon and so grateful because, you know, I have a couple of people um, close to me. Someone actually, uh, a friend of mine got pregnant at the same time as me, but she lost the baby. Oh, it was wow. her second. Yeah. Very, very early on. And I know people that are trying and it's, you are so grateful and so happy, but that doesn't mean that you have your own struggles as well. But you can, on the flip side, you can also feel a little bit guilty for feeling kind of stressed and worried about other things going on in your life and you think well I should just be so grateful that I'm pregnant and my baby's okay and that's also something that I think has to stop because yeah. you can still be stressed and worried exactly. and really happy about your pregnancy exactly. at the same time yeah. but I found that I've not really wanted to like with friends I don't want I don't want to say well I'm actually stressed about this right now or I'm going through that because I should just be so grateful that I'm even pregnant and that should be my my only yeah. focus and it is a and huge not, focus but that doesn't mean that there's all this other yeah, stuff going fair. on just you know being authentic and talking about yeah what you're experiencing i think it's perfectly fine well what i've what i've done is um and i do it in the car and sometimes <laughs> i think i've officially lost it i've gone mad i talk to my baby while i'm driving oh, a lot amazing. because i think i want him or her to know that okay, mummy might be crying, she might be stressed, but it's not about you, <laughs> this is happening right now, and yeah. this is just what happens in life sometimes, and, because I don't want there to be this, because I do think that from the minute you get pregnant, there's this connection, and they pick up on things, so I'm like, consciously like, this isn't about you, yeah, exactly. nothing to do with you, <laughs> this is going on, um, because I just don't want them to pick up on any of my worries, I don't want yeah. them bringing that in to the world yeah do you know what I mean things yeah. that I'm concerned about now which I won't be concerned about next yeah. year yeah and it's a know? struggle I think I mean after giving birth I remember feeling that way as well I was really sad and tired and, and all of that but at the same time I should be so excited your hormones also are exactly going are raging crazy. but you know I have a healthy happy baby and I should be happy about that and you know enjoying that versus stressing over the other things but that's how I felt. But and you're I'm, human as I'm well. I'm human. I'm you can I'm feel to many feel. different things. I was really, I was really lucky in the fact that I've had no sickness. That's great. But I have, and I'm still, I'm still going through the tired thing. Like I'm really tired yeah. all the time. <laughs> like I'll do this podcast and I'll do some work, and then I'm like, I need to go to sleep. And I need, need to enjoy yeah. that. Now. So there's, <laughs> but I'm not used to that. So there's that. But in the beginning. Because I wasn't having the sickness, but I was so emotional. Like, I could not get a grip of my emotions. Now I'm over that. I feel like myself yeah. again. But initially I was like, what is going on? This is mad. Yeah. I feel so I think you go so through waves emotional. of it. You know, I think after you've given birth, it's extremely emotional. I think like, it's, it's a similar beautiful. thing. Yeah. But it's also, for me, my personal experience was when I saw my, I was so happy. But at the same time, I felt a huge surge of sudden responsibility that I hadn't felt before. I thought I had responsibility before with work and getting a job and these things, but that's nothing in comparison to having mm. a child that you're suddenly responsible for everything. You know, just keeping them alive is... Yeah, is, this is my that's, job. That's my job, you know? Um, so that's a huge thing. So you're... you're I, I, I find it's, you know, you need to, to 
be honest and mm. you know forgive yourself and you know be kind to yourself you want to cry you cry so many times I cried uh, and I'm like well this is how I feel yeah you know? and, and there's nothing wrong with and that and you need to let it out as well yeah. I think it's not good to kind of and luckily because you know I'm not I'm not in full-time work at the moment I'm not in a corporate environment I'm able to kind of just sit in my feelings I don't need I think if I was in a corporate role or with a really busy project it would be harder because you've got to really keep it together together, so I am quite grateful that right now I can just on those days where I am feeling a bit like I can just be in that that's okay I don't need to put on a smile for anyone and I really I really admire women who are juggling these huge roles and feeling those same things but have to just keep it together yeah because I think it's unfair to to to, you know because you know we talk about women in business and you know them being not you have to say not unemotional but you have to act a bit like a man and Mm. keep it together but I feel like you know what makes us great as leaders to be honest is the empathy we have Mm. is the emotions that we have is the connections um with other people so I feel like if you're feeling sad that day express it if you're feeling upset that day express it if you're feeling happy that day you know it's fair enough that you know yes we need to stay professional and, and keep it together like you say but at the same time I think it's unfair to put all that pressure Mm. of keeping it together when it's okay if you're in a lovely environment and there are some companies here that are like that I think it's amazing I think but if you know there are some companies here where it is it is you know it's tough and it's yeah you've really got to you know keep having a game face on all the time I think that that must be quite hard and equally for women that have to go back to work really soon I just think wow yeah that's 45 days not enough and then there's no um like regulation here because I I know some people who are with international companies but they only get 45 days some are with international companies but they go by the British standards so they get so there's no like sort of there's no regulation uh, you know in terms of UAE labor law is 45 days yeah so So anything above that I think is at the discretion of the company yeah Um, and a lot of companies do provide you know 90 days six months um, they give that flexibility, or they give you the option of unpaid leave, um, or part time. Forty-five days just does not. It's tough, be, especially if you've had a cesarean. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, regardless, it's just going back to work, and if you're breastfeeding, it's tra- it's it's definitely feasible. But I think this is why a lot of ladies stop breastfeeding, though, isn't it? Because they have to go back. Yeah. And that then interrupts. The kind of yeah, routine. I mean, look, it's feasible. We have a lot of our clients yeah. that do continue, you know, even after forty-five days, they have a system in place, and we support them to kind of develop that routine mm-hmm. so that they're pumping, they're making sure that they come home ready in time for the baby to feed. Yeah. Whoever's supporting the baby at home, make sure they don't feed in time for the yeah, mom to come yeah. back feed, so that you're consistently because it's supply and demand at the end of the day, making sure that if that's your objective, that we help you achieve that objective. Because it is feasible. It just obviously adds that extra level of you need to travel, you need to leave your work, you need to pump at work. Yeah. Does your company provide that environment? A space for you to do yeah, that. Where yeah. it's private, where you don't feel like, you know, you have to ask your boss and they're looking at you like, what do you mean you're leaving again to pump? You yeah. Know, there are companies that are amazing and we've visited a lot of the companies that um, have this support system for, mm. for their staff. And I think that's amazing. Um and I think more more companies will be doing it because they've realized yeah, how important so. it is to retain women in the company in managerial roles, um, and you can't do it unless you have that flexibility. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, I, I'm seeing a change with sort of corporate wellness and flexibility because 
I have a friend in the UK, she's just moved back. She lived here for a few years and she's joined this incredible company, it's an equity firm. And they have a room just for mums that want to pump and it's like dim lighting and it's really zen and they really support women coming back to work after they've had children along with all other sort of elements of corporate wellness and I'm seeing that more here now as well I think that's quite standard in the UK that's been going on for quite a while I'm seeing it more here as well because what's wrong with wanting to get back to the job you love but also wanting to continue to breastfeed like you should be able to do both yeah um, so it and is, men don't go through that those challenges. No, for right? them, they, they have their own, but they, they it's own. it's I think especially in the early days, it's it's a, for us it's maybe more physical exactly. challenges yeah. than them. Yeah, and even paternity leave they don't get; they get three days. So that's actually bond with his child. If he has a tough job or if he travels a lot, three days. I mean, what is three days? It's not a lot to spend time with your newborn, especially first time round, first baby to spend time and enjoy those moments that you'll never get back really I know um, so it's important that companies do take that yeah it's you know, really important and consider how important it is for the well-being of and if you want to retain that team member it's important to allow that flexibility exactly. in the short term because you'll retain them in the long term exactly um, what are some things that you would um, advise or suggest new mums to invest in in terms of items services workshops what would be like your top three um question i think um for me items i have my list of basics that i always go by and i give it to a lot of my friends these are the things that are not like extravagant not your amazing stroller or your amazing this just essentials that i think make a huge difference um you know to kind of make it easier for you in the first couple of days because um, I remember going in to, uh, with my first one, I had no clue what I was doing. I pack, packed the nappy bag wrong. I had no clue how to. Ch- I had packed in gloves. I thought you change nappies, but like have, have gloves and you change them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I got all the wrong things. I, I was really fooled by all the marketing that kind of there's. So I got the latest this and the latest that, and really it's so simple. You don't need the latest gadgets. Um, it's it's so that's why I have the list of kind of basic items. I would say. Um, from workshops, I think prenatal classes are key. Um, it helps you get ready for your journey, not the things you buy, even though they suggest certain things that you know can be helpful mm-hmm. along the way, but more the emotional side. Um, and of course, you know they help you on what to expect when your baby comes and the hands-on kind of techniques of changing a nappy, um, you know that we've implemented now after my experience. Um, certain things that help you prepare, um, but at the same time. It, we talk a lot about you as a person and how you change after giving birth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to just adjust your mindset a little bit that, it, yes, you, you'll try to get back to your life as is, but there is a new element in your life that will change the dynamics. And it's just about adjusting your yeah. mindset to it. So I think prenatal class is amazing. Um, in-home, obviously, child support for me is, is just even if it's for a couple of nights, mm-hmm. just to get some rest, especially when you're feeling like it's too much. Yeah. Before it gets to the point where it's too much, Ask for help. It's it's okay to ask for help a couple of nights. Um, you know, if it's uh, you know looking at just getting a consultation for for breastfeeding, I think these types of things help a lot. What I've seen just recently, just because I'm going through that phase, how popular our weaning and sleep workshops are because moms are going through that phase. Mm-hmm. Of they're starting solids. They want to do it. And, you know, in, in in the way they feel most comfortable for their child, and there's different options. Um, and they want the best nutrition for, for their little ones. So, you know, the weaning workshops uh, do really well and they support our families, give them the confidence. 
in the sleep workshop. So giving you little tips and techniques so that you're starting good habits early on. Mm. Um, and again, it's not about you know doing things in strict or military style. It's adapting to what you want for your family, but at the same time making sure that you're developing the right sleep habits early on. Um, which I'm sure Cecil will take you through. She's, sleep she's sleep a is a big one, isn't it? And a lot yeah. of my close friends are like, because Rami and I love sleeping. Like, we're really good sleepers. <laughs> and our friends are like, I don't know how you're going to cope with a lack of sleep. And I'm like, yeah, but you just do. Yeah. Like, I'm under no illusion that I'm going to be able to take naps and sleep in. Like, obviously not, yeah. which is why I enjoy doing it now. Um, and a few of our friends are just like, I can't wait to see how you do cope with this. <laughs> and I'm like, well... You just do. Yeah. Like you, you learn to live on less sleep. Exactly. And also not all babies just don't sleep. I think people assume that you're just never gonna sleep no. again. And really it depends. And it on doesn't your have to be like that. Yeah. Our lifestyles definitely gonna change. But I think people really try and scaremonger you with yeah. the sleep thing. It's like you're never going to sleep. <laughs> And you I definitely seem less, I can say that. Yeah, but but I know, like I know people you that adapt. have a nice routine. Exactly, you adapt, and then I think it depends how you manage it. So if your baby is up and you're going to say sleep when the baby sleeps, if you're getting support with someone helping you, you know, clean the house or do the dirty dishes, mm. that's something very small that you decide that that is helpful for me, so I can take that nap with yeah. my baby. Um, it's, it's little things. My husband's happy to chip in and do the dream feed so that I can get extra sleep. So I think as long as you're getting the right support, yeah. you will get your sleep, you will get into a nice routine. But if you're going to, you know, kind of do everything yourself and, yeah, that's you know, right. you might have a struggle, you might have challenges and you, and if you don't ask for help, that's where maybe it might be that you're getting a lot less sleep than you hoped. I think I would get someone in very early, just regardless of what's happening, just to kind of have that support. Yeah. And someone that you're used to, someone that you know already knows you and your family. Yeah, and just a kind of, especially in the early days where I think it's probably you're at your most sort of overwhelmed and just in shock and just, <laughs> oh my goodness, I've, I've got this little thing that I have to take care of. I think get someone in early and kind of have that support from, from day one. And like you said, don't let it get to the point where you're not coping yeah. and just help you get set up a little bit. We have a lot of moms calling when it's... It's they, never too late. They've got obviously. to the end of the tether. They've got to the yeah. end. They've got to, you know, really, really struggling. Really, really struggling. And what's nice is we see a lot of husbands calling us now. So a lot of husbands that say, look, I want my wife to relax. I want her to get a night off for herself. Please yeah. send me someone just for a night, or just for six hours, just so she can get some rest. And one night can do wonders. Can do wonders. Really. Just to have one night of unbroken good sleep yeah, exactly. can make all the difference. And it's here. It's available. Do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, okay, Lily, we're going to do a quick fire round <laughs> now. Are you ready? Yeah. It doesn't have to be that quick. <laughs> um, we kind of touched on this already, but what's your one piece of advice for first-time mummies? I think reach out for help. Mm. You know, reach out for... I, I know people have different advice, different, um, you know, kind of um, experiences, and, and take what works for you so it's it's not just you have to you know, listen to everyone everyone has different opinions and it's confusing I think research reach out for help get advice especially moms that have gone through it get their experience and then do what works for you mm. and trust your gut honestly I would say these two things reach out for help and then trust your gut and what works for you my mom said that from from day one she was like listen people are just going to give you their advice 
even when you don't ask for it. As soon as you become yeah. pregnant, people just, just tell you. Just said, listen to it all, but take the bits that you feel are right for you. Don't feel like you need to, you know, listen to everyone, yes, but be open-minded. Don't think that you need to take everyone's advice because yeah. it might not be right for you. Exactly. So it's lovely and people have the best intentions, but yeah. <laughs> not everything that works for them is, is maybe going to work for yeah. you. And then you'll gain the confidence as you go on. But I think learning to trust your gut mm. is what's going to help. You know, that if you feel, um, you know, that this works for your child, do that. If the yeah. book says something otherwise, your friends says something otherwise, you trust your gut because yeah. that's most likely the, the right rule. thing. One thing you've learned about yourself after becoming a mum? I think for me, I realized I take myself way too seriously until I had kids. And now it's (laughs) nice. And I have a seven-year-old who is honestly like a mini teenager. um, And he'll call me out and, um, you know, says the funniest things that just crack me up and think, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, (laughs) it's fine to be silly. It's fine to, you know, it's just he's he's reignited the child in me. Um, and I think that's probably what I've realized that I was taking things way too seriously and having kids really gets you back and grounds you again and you know gets you back a little bit to reality when you're so there's so much on your plate and you're you know constantly um, you know your mind's like on a roll your kids reconnect you back down to earth and it's absolutely amazing so I think I've learned that I take myself way too seriously and it's important to have a lot of fun I love that what's one thing you wish someone had warned you about before becoming a mum um, trying to think. Um, I think how how many, you know, uh, like I think like you said, different opinions you're gonna get. Um, I think I wasn't confident enough, especially the first time around, not to listen to so many different things. So you end up trying different things and you know, going with different doctors or going with different, um, you know, kind of experienced professionals to tell you different things. Whereas, like you said, it's important to do the research, but at the same time, do what works for you Mm. and be confident enough to trust your gut. So I think, um, you know, I wish someone told me, you know, yes, there are all these schools of research and schools of thoughts and people that will tell you X, Y, Z, but you need to map out your own journey with Mm. your child um, and it's your own parenting journey, whether it's your birth, whether it's, you know, uh, taking care of your child, whether it's which school they go to, whether it's, um, you know, how you want to balance, how you want to spend time with them, what's important for them in terms of activities, you know, what, what you, what is important for you, for your child in terms of their happiness and their mm. growth, just having that confidence to say you will make these decisions based on what you feel is right um, for yeah. your family. So I think, you know, someone telling me, you know, it's nice that there are all of these things around, but it's up to you to make the right decision. Mm. And especially when you're a first-time mum, other mums can be really like, well, you should do this yeah. because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and it's lovely and you can take a lot of it and some of it might be really useful, but that was their experience. So just because that, that's good for them, don't let that kind of confuse yeah. what your instincts are saying. Exactly. Like that's because I think we all have this this kind of intuition and instinct, and yeah, just go go with that, you know. Yeah, and then and I take think the bits that you need. It takes time to get that confidence. Mm. I think you know, okay, I'm on my third now, so I get, but I'm still, I still have, you know, this time with the weaning, it's still new for me. Yeah. I did go through the same stages that I did with my third, with my first two, 
Um, and I think it's about saying, well, I'm trusting my gut because I want to try it with And I have know? the confidence to do that. I have the confidence that. to do yeah. it, you know? So it's, it's important to trust kind of your gut mm-hmm. and go with your own journey. Favorite thing about being a mom? For me, and I don't know if it's because I have three boys, but the unconditional love I get. Like, it's something out of this world and so amazing. Like, when I walk in, it's just like... I'm, I'm the queen kind of at home. and just that that just them needing a hug from me yeah. and needing that my son does me massaging him and something simple like that that just he wants only me and I love that it's absolutely stunning and I hope that ever stays you are their queen me. yeah <laughs> okay final question what does motherhood mean to you in three words selflessness definitely um, love so much love um, and um, joy for me. It's just the happiest, most amazing thing. It comes with a lot of responsibility. It comes with you changing a lot of things about you in your life, but so absolutely worth it and so beautiful, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, Lily, thank you so much. I'm going to put everything um, in the show notes in terms of links to your social, your website, yeah. upcoming events. Um, so people can check you out, and I'm definitely definitely going to start coming to the the morning. I can come even yes, during pregnancy. When pregnancy so it's, it's perfect for actually because you're expecting kind of, mums as well. Okay. Mums as well. So perfect. definitely we have different topics every week. So it depends what you're interested in, but it's just nice to come. And At hang this stage, out. I'm interested in it all. <laughs> everything. I'm just like soaking it all yeah. up, just everything. Because for me, I'm very um, I'm very focused on the birth right now. Yeah. So. Like I think most first-time mums are, because yeah. it's this huge event that Scary. you're like, oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit scared, and let me do my research. And I, and I love doing research, and the more I know, the more comfortable and confident I feel. So I'm very focused on that, and I need to start also putting as much energy into what happens when baby comes. Yeah. That's true. Because I'm not as focused on that at the moment. Yeah. So, um, and if you are I'm focused on that, everything. we've got um, Jordana, who's, who's our hypnobirthing instructor as well. And she's there at our mama morning. So you can always ask questions. Hypnobirthing, I'm really interested Yeah, just in. get, to get comfortable. If that is what you're yeah. looking for, that might be one of the you know the options that, that you might you know choose for your birth. Um, and then Cecile would be the perfect person to well, discuss. Well, Cecile is going to come on the, the podcast, and the pros. which I cannot wait. Yeah, because she's... I've something heard else. so many amazing things about this lady. She's so. amazing. She's like this mother angel that walked into my life that, you know. The is, baby whisperer. The baby whisperer. <laughs> she really lives up to her name. She is really oh. something special. Well, Lily, thank you so much. Thank you. And um, it's always lovely seeing you, you and spending time with you. And I will see you at one of the moments. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, Lily. All right. Thank you once again to the lovely Lily from Malak. If you have children or if you're currently expecting, then you definitely need to check out Malak ASAP. You can find links to all of Malak's social pages and their website in the show notes below. If you'd like to find out who my guests will be on the next episode of Bumps and Babies, please do follow us on Instagram at LifeSchoolME, where you can keep up to date with all our news and find information on all our amazing guests. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review, and subscribe to Life School and Me, the podcast to help us reach and hopefully inspire more listeners. Thank you for listening to Life School, conversations to inspire action.